Is the Jesus of the Bible the Jesus of Mormonism? We're going to talk about that next on Polygamy, What Love Is This? Hi, and welcome to this audio edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. On this program, we discuss polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism from a biblical Christian perspective. We talk about the history of polygamy, its modern-day fruit, share stories from people who have escaped polygamy, and talk about current events relating to polygamy. You can learn more about the video edition of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. And now, here's Doris. Years ago, there was a television program entitled To Tell the Truth. On the program, three people would each claim to be the same person, and the panelists, by asking questions, were to determine which one was telling the truth and which one was really the person that each one claimed to be. When the time was up and the voting was finished, the moderator would say, will the real so-and-so please stand up? And then he or she did. Yeah, that was a fun show. And that dates us, doesn't it? it? Does. <laughs> that we can remember it. In black and white, too, I think. Yeah, it was, yeah. Well, anyway, this begins our two-part series to determine which Jesus is the real Jesus, Mormonisms or the biblical Jesus, because they both have the same name, but they are two totally different persons. Even Gordon Hinckley, a Mormon prophet and so-called revelator, stated that their Jesus was not the same Jesus. First, let's quote what he said. Yeah, this is from the Church News back in 1998. In bearing testimony of Jesus Christ, President Hinckley spoke of those outside the church who say Latter-day Saints do not believe in the traditional Christ. No, I don't. The traditional Christ of whom they speak is not the Christ of whom I speak. For the Christ of whom I speak has been revealed in this, the dispensation of the fullness of times. He, together with his father, appeared to the boy Joseph Smith in the year 1820. And when Joseph left the grove that day, he knew more of the nature of God than all the learned ministers of the gospel of the ages. Well, we could go through that whole thing and do a show on we just could. that, but we're sticking with just one part of it. Immediately after Hinckley said that, there were a lot of LDS who scrambled to cover his tracks, but <laughs> there were many who didn't like what he said and left the church, and of course the polygamists didn't really care what he said. But a Mormon apologist website interprets for us what Hinckley really meant when he said he didn't <laughs> believe that they believe in a different Jesus. Yeah, this is fair Mormon. <laughs> President Hinckley is referring to the concept of Christ that has developed in the centuries since the Nicene Creed was formed. He is saying that we do not believe in the non-biblical creeds. Latter-day Saints do not have some of the same beliefs about Christ that other Christian churches do. He is not saying that we do not believe in the biblical Christ. In fact, the reason that Latter-day Saints do not accept these creeds is because they are non-biblical. And we could do a whole show just picking that. that one apart too, yeah, but sure we'll could. stick with our topic. <laughs> now, what they say that Hinckley was saying is not what Hinckley no, said. No, I don't believe that either. <laughs> and if that's what he meant, why didn't he say it exactly. that way? Yeah. Accusing Christian churches of not believing in the biblical Christ and then claiming that Mormons do deserves to be challenged because in comparing the person of Jesus Christ, we find that it's actually the other way around. So we're going to compare the biblical Christ with Mormonism's Jesus and discover that there are enormous differences that cannot be ignored. We're going to take statements about Jesus from the Bible 
and compare what Mormonism and polygamists teach about him and determine who believes in the biblical Jesus, which one is the authentic Savior, because only the real Savior can save sinners. And then we'll finish up our discussion with whether or not Jesus was married and oh, whether yes. he was a polygamist, which will be in part two. And that's going to be very important in establishing the genuine Jesus. So we're going to begin at the beginning. Mormonism teaches that God the Father is Elohim, and Jesus is his literal and firstborn son named Jehovah. Yeah, and from the Improvement Era many years ago, among the spirit children of Elohim, the firstborn was and is Jehovah, or Jesus Christ. There is no impropriety. Therefore, in speaking of Jesus Christ as the elder brother of the rest of humankind, let it not be forgotten, however, that he is essentially greater than any and all. So Elohim, now this was an old quote, but it's still yeah, regular doctrine. Sure is. Elohim then is Daddy God, and Jehovah is the firstborn of as many billions of spirit children. That's what we Now believe. the Hebrew word Elohim, it's found in the, New, in the Old Testament at least 6,000 times. And the Hebrew word that is translated into Jehovah is found at least 2,500 times in the Old Testament. Now, Mormon leaders have defined those words incorrectly. They are obviously confident that their members will never do any independent study to find the truth for themselves. Elohim is a generic word oftentimes used for the only and supreme God. But Elohim is not God's personal name as Mormonism teaches. Elohim is also used generically for false gods of the heathens. It is also used to designate humans who are in judicial positions or magistrates. Actually, Jehovah is the personal name for the supreme God. It's the name that was revealed to Moses at the burning bush. Jehovah is an English transliteration of a very difficult Hebrew word to pronounce. uh, And so they've translated it into English. Now, the following verses from the Old Testament will illustrate that Jehovah and Elohim are actually the same person. From Psalms 100, verse 3. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that made us. Okay. (laughs) The word here for uh, Lord is the Hebrew word for Jehovah. The word for God is the Hebrew word Elohim. So the verse is saying that Jehovah is Elohim. So how can Elohim be Jehovah's father when the Old Testament calls Jehovah Elohim? (laughs) There's more. There is from (laughs) Psalms 105, verse 7. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are, are, all, are in all the earth. Okay, now a correct reading of this is that Jehovah, the Lord, is our Elohim, our God. Yeah. And there are hundreds of places in the Old Testament where this kind of verbiage is found. Uh, and, and, and you can actually, and you should, Check this out for yourself. All you need is a concordance of the Bible and a good, or a good Hebrew Bible lexicon, or both actually would be right. the best. One that is published by Hebrew scholars, not by the LDS Church. Now, the Bible says there's only one God, and the God is Jehovah, or Jesus Christ, who is God in the flesh. So Jesus Christ is our Elohim. Jesus is God. That's why the prediction of Jesus' birth is followed with this information. Yeah, Matthew 
chapter 1, verse 23. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. So Emmanuel means God with us. Yes, Jehovah or Elohim is born in the flesh. The name Emmanuel explains that Jesus Christ is God with us. And by the way, God has many designations by several different names in all of the Bible. Each name indicates a different characteristic, a different attribute or purpose of the only God, Yahweh or Jehovah. Jehovah. Elohim did not sire a son named Jehovah. Jehovah is the Lord. He is our Elohim, our God. Yeah, and that's explained. Isaiah 43, verses 10 and 11. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, Jehovah, and my servant whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God, Elohim, formed, neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, Jehovah, and beside me there is no Savior. Now you wow. take that, I know, that's so powerful, powerful, so it powerful. Is. Jehovah and Elohim uh, and Savior, those words are all used interchangeably, emphatically, and repeatedly in dozens of places in the Old Testament designating the only God. This is not up for separate interpretation. That's what it is. And it establishes that the Mormon Jesus is not the same Jesus that the Bible teaches. By reasoning through these and other teachings, we know that they describe a different Jesus. So the next in Mormon is, and the next topic is Mormons, and it's all the same idea of what line of what we've been talking about. In Mormonism, their Jesus became a God. That's true. The Jesus of the Bible has always been God. Yeah, and Bruce R. McConkie says, explains this in Mormon Doctrine. Christ attained godhood while yet in pre-existence. He too stood as a god to the other spirits. But this, re this relationship was not the same one of personal parenthood that prevailed between the father and his offspring. That's so twisted, <laughs> biblically twisted. And biblically, Jesus is, always has been, and always be, will be the only God anywhere, everywhere, at, at any time. And please notice this next passage, the word Lord is the Hebrew word Jehovah. From Hosea 13:4, Yet I am the Lord thy God from the land of Egypt, and thou shalt know no God but me, for there is no Savior beside me. So Jehovah is the Lord. Yeah. He, didn't, he didn't become God. He has always been God. He's the only God, the only Savior, the only Elohim, the only Savior. The next verse is a fundamental verse in ancient Israel's doctrine of God, and it's found in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 and 5. Verse 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Now, verse 4 says, The Lord our God, the Lord is one. It's saying Jehovah, our Elohim, Jehovah is one. The same God. Yeah. Verse 5, the, Love the Lord, love the Lord your God. Love Jehovah your God with all your heart. Jesus Christ is God and has always been God. The Jesus Christ of the Bible is Jehovah our Elohim. He has no father through genealogy. He is God the Son. He is called the Word of God, and He is called God our Savior. Yeah, and these precious verses from John 1.1, 1, 1, 
and 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Word is God and became flesh, Jesus Christ. God is not a man, but He became a human in Jesus Christ. But God's essence is spirit. From John, uh, 1 John 5.20, And we are in Him who is true, even in His Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Notice how clear that is. <laughs> The Son of God is God the Son. He's the true God. Notice it doesn't say that celestial marriage is eternal life. It doesn't even add that celestial marriage That's adds true. to it. Yeah. Jesus is the true God, the only God, and only in this authentic Jesus is eternal life. Next, we're going to talk about the Jesus of Mormonism was literally sired by God the Father, or Mormonism's Elohim, uh, by having sex with Mary. And I know so many Mormons that don't believe this, and yet it's It's, 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 it's in the true. early doctrine, yeah. It is. Uh, Bruce R. McConkie said it too. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints proclaims that Jesus Christ is the Son of God in the most literal sense. The body in which he performed his mission in the flesh was sired by that same holy being we worship as God, our eternal Father. Jesus was not the son of Joseph, nor was he begotten by the Holy Ghost. Now, of course, this is calling God a liar, because yeah. God says he was uh, produced supernaturally and miraculously, that Mary conceived um, him by the Holy Spirit. And this is a very important and a foundational difference. Isaiah seven fourteen. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Well, Mary was a virgin when she gave birth, not just when she became pregnant, sired by, impregnated by Elohim. Now, we understand that individuals in Mormonism, including polygamists, may have differing personal opinions about these things, but those are foundational teachings yeah. made by prophets and seers and revelators and other officials. Personal opinion is different than official authorized doctrine. That's for sure. And they do have different, I've talked to different oh, people yeah, who have different opinions, yeah. but opinion doesn't matter, it's doctrine. It's what the brethren teach, so exactly. to speak. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Next, Mormonism's Jesus, <laughs> is one of, one of my pet peeves, is, is a, a brother to Satan and is also our elder brother. Yeah, taken from the Gospel Fundamentals, uh, the oldest child in our heavenly family was Jesus Christ. He is our oldest brother. Okay, and then we have one from uh, John Henry Evans. Yeah, and as for the devil and his fellow spirits, they are brothers to man and also to Jesus and sons and daughters of God in the same sense that we are. Only they do not have bodies of flesh and blood. They were in that pre-earth world with us. So when they say literal and when they say the same sense as we are, they're saying that they were conceived by sexual relations. Right, and, That's and exactly what they mean. Yeah, spiritual uh, children of God. Mm -hmm. But the biblical Jesus is creator of all things, including all angels. And Lucifer was cre created as an angel. Jesus is Lucifer's creator. He is not his brother. This is another foundational teaching revealing a different Jesus. Yeah, from Isaiah 44, 24. I am the Lord, Jehovah, who has made all things who alone stretched out the heavens, who spread out the earth by myself. And in Colossians 1.16, For by him, Jesus, all things were created, 
things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, all things were created by him and for him. So it's wow. clear that Jesus is the creator and he did it all by himself. Yeah, that's true. And that all things, all things includes Lucifer. How could Lucifer and Jesus be brothers? He can't be. It's impossible. If they want the biblical Jesus, you got to go to the Bible to find out who he is. By the way, Joseph Smith did not change those verses we just read in his translation yeah, of the or version of the Bible. He didn't translate it. Jesus as Jehovah was creator and Satan is a creature, not a brother of the creator. Next, Mormonism's Jesus wasn't perfect. Mm. He had to work his way to perfection. Yeah, from teachings of uh, Joseph F. Smith, even Christ himself was not perfect at first. He received not a fullness at first, but he received grace for grace. And he continued to receive more and more until he received a fullness. And then also Brigham Young said, but while he was tabernacling in the flesh, he was more or less contaminated with fallen nature. Isn't that awful? <laughs> Say that about God. However, the biblical Jesus was absolutely, totally perfect holy and sinless, as we read in the book of Hebrews. Chapter 4, verses 14 and 15. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Very clear that Jesus was without sin. We have another one in 2 Corinthians. Yeah, or chapter 5, 21. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So here it says Jesus had no sin. <laughs> Next in Peter. 1 Peter 2, 22. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. So here he committed no sin with no deceit. Notice how they say this same thing in different ways yeah. so that nobody can come in behind and say, well, he didn't Interpret say. It differently, yeah. Yeah. And the last one. In 1 John 3, 5. But you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins. And in him is no sin. In him is no sin. He wasn't born with a contaminated <laughs> nature. In him was no sin at all. It's profoundly troubling, however, I thought of this the other day as I was pre preparing this, that they believe that all children are born perfect, but Jesus Christ was born uh, contaminated? How does <laughs> well, that work? Interesting Kids are perfect, but Jesus wasn't? Yeah. Okay, next, the Mormon Jesus is placed just a little bit above Joseph Smith in reverence and importance. Mormon doctrine says this, and I quote, If it had not been for Joseph Smith and the Restoration, there would be no salvation. Is now, where is awful? It's, it's awful. They put Joseph Smith over Jesus on this one. Yeah, and from Joseph F. Smith, the teachings of the presidents of the church, it says, where shall we go to find another man who has accomplished a one thousandth part of the good that Joseph Smith accomplished? Yeah, wow. where, where can we go to find a man like that? Jeez, uh, the first four Gospels of the Old Testament is a good place to start. <laughs> Joseph Smith himself boasted that he was greater than Jesus. Yeah, this has shocked a few former <laughs> Mormons. I have more to boast of than ever any man had. I am the only man that has ever been able to keep a whole church together since the days of Adam. A large majority of the whole have stood by me. 
Neither Paul, John, Peter, nor Jesus ever did it. I boast that no man ever did such a work as I. So here we go, you know, trying to determine whose Jesus is different, who's the, the greatest, and, and which one is really biblical. Well, I think that that kind of should clear it up. Yeah. The biblical Jesus is worthy to receive all worship, and he will not share his glory with anyone else, and that includes Joseph Smith. Jesus said in Matthew 28, verse 18, he said this, and I quote, Then Jesus came to them and said, All, the word all is very important, <laughs> all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So all authority belongs to Jesus and none to Joseph Smith. And two, two verses in Isaiah 48, chapter 48 and 42, it says, And I will not give my glory unto another, and I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not give my glory to another or my praise to idols. And so Joseph Smith did not receive any of Jesus' glory. We, we can safely say that, that we do not have to receive Joseph Smith's permission to get into heaven, like was said in yeah. some of those early days. Yeah. So who teaches the biblical Jesus? Now we need to take note that there are similarities of the Mormon Jesus and the biblical Jesus, and some of them are these. Yeah, he is the Savior. He paid for our sins. His mother was Mary. He lived in Israel. He died on the cross. He was resurrected three days later. He ascended into heaven. He had disciples and did miracles. But at the same time, when I was witnessing to a very beloved person, I won't mention her name, and she did not know Jesus was a Jew. And she almost spit it out. You mean Jesus was a Jew? You know, so maybe some of really? them don't know that he was uh, lived in Israel. But at any rate, those are similarities and they're primary similarities and important. Of course, they are. Everything about Jesus is important. But these alone do not make him the biblical Jesus. Jesus Christ is God, the only God. Jesus Christ is Jehovah God. He is Jehovah Elohim. He was not sired by a father whose name was Elohim. He is not the son of a God with a long stream of gods in his ancestry. He is not Satan's brother. He is not our elder brother from a spiritual pre-existence. That is a different Jesus. Now, you might respond by saying, but there's only one Jesus, and so there is. What does the Bible say? In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 4, For if someone comes to you and preaches a Jesus other than the Jesus we preached, or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received, or a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it easily enough. So Paul is warning the Corinthians yeah. to be discerning and stop being so easily taken in by false doctrine. And later in that chapter, he calls these false teachers, and he calls them false apostles, deceitful workers, masquerading as servants of righteousness. And then we learn this. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 4 through 6, There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, and through all, and in all. There's one Lord, the biblical Jesus Christ. There's one genuine faith, the biblical one is described in the Bible. Mormon's gospel is not described in the Bible. There's only one acceptable baptism, <clears throat> the biblical baptism. And there's only one God, and that God 
is the person, Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. The Mormon religion has contrived a completely different person for their Savior. They've given him the name Jesus, but they've changed too many things about who he is. They believe that he was deity, but that he had to earn it and that he is not the only God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, the New Testament warns that people will come and preach a different Jesus. Jesus himself said that there would be different Jesuses, and Gordon Hinckley admitted they don't worship the traditional Jesus. And God said there will be different Jesuses who will come and will deceive. They preach a different gospel, causing people to accept a different spirit who isn't the Holy Spirit. If someone has an unbiblical belief of the real Jesus Christ, can he truly be Christian? John 8:24 says, I told you that you would die in your sins. If you do not believe that I am the one I claim to be, you will indeed die in your sins. Those who refuse to believe that Jesus is who he said he is cannot be genuine Christians. And Jesus said they will die in their sins, and that's bad. Jesus did claim to be God Almighty, the only living God, the Jehovah Elohim of the Old Testament. And finally, Jesus told the woman at the well this. In John 4:24, God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. And of course, God will accept no worship from those who attempt to come to him based on a different Jesus. And most importantly, only the authentic Jesus can forgive your sins. And this is the end of part one. We will talk more. We've got a lot more to talk yeah. about Jesus in part two. But, you know, we, we uh, I, as coming from the fundamentalist, you as coming from the mainline, Mother Church, as, yeah. as we call it, we were taught almost all the same things about him, weren't we? I'm sure we were, that he was our elder brother. And, right. Yeah, those same things that we've covered here today, yeah. Did you, were you taught as you were growing up that he... Um, learned to become a god or that he had already become a god? Well, it was, I understood that he had to come to earth, he had to get a body, he had to be baptized, he had to go through the same things that we had to go through. He set that example and that he was just doing what he needed to to become God himself. And yet one of the quotes that we read today said he became a god in the pre-existence before he came here. Well, I always thought that was a fatal flaw in, in Mormon doctrine because how did Jesus become a God without going, getting a body, being baptized, going through a temple? Mm -hmm. He couldn't be the Mormon. Mormons believe that Jehovah is Jesus right. of the Old Testament. Right. And he couldn't be a God without having gone through a temple, been married for time and all mm -hmm. eternity, mm -hmm. and done the things that he needed to to become a God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and we, I was taught basically the same thing. I didn't know he couldn't become a God before that, though, but uh, before some of that. But I know my mother taught that all people who are going to become gods have to die on the cross on another earth. So Ooh, anyway. Didn't know that. Yeah, well, that'll well, teach different. me out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Earl. <laughs> you know, the Bible clearly describes the real Jesus, and Mormonism clearly describes a totally different Jesus. Ray Comfort made some great comments about Jesus I'd like to share. Quote, Mormons say that Jesus was Lucifer's brother. Jesus say, Jews say he was an imposter. More, Muslims say he was a prophet. Atheists say he didn't exist. Gandhi admired him. Hitler hated him. Jehovah Witnesses say he's Michael the Archangel. The Bible says he was God in human form, the Christ, the Son of the living God, that he is the only 
door to everlasting life. Pontius Pilate didn't know what to do with him, so he washed his hands of him. But who is Jesus of Nazareth to you? And what are you going to do with him? End quote. And that is the most important question you'll ever have to answer. And we hope that you have the correct answer. Thanks for watching. This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? This program is a production of A Shield and Refuge Ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again.